Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. That was so much fun yesterday until I figured Ooh. we needed to start there today. We need to pick that up, all right? We need to pick that up. Wow. And, and you know... Instead of just instead of just being upset, instead of being hot and bothered, instead of going at Chris Sims for his list, I hate it when people be like, "Oh, there's a problem." Okay, well, do you have a solution? Like you identify a problem and bitch about it, but what is your solution to said problem? So yeah. I figured, in the spirit of if you want something done right, do it yourself. Here's my list. I just went to ten. I just went to ten because the rest of them is like you, oh, you know boy. you can nitpick it or whatever. But oh, I just went boy. to ten exactly. And 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 I'm glad you started off by saying, "Oh boy." Because I'm not even going to deliver a, 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 a soliloquy on the merits of my list. I'm just going to let you react and pick apart mine the way I yeah. slash we picked apart Chris Sims. So I know I figured you would. I figured you would, and I, I got an idea right. what problem it is. But but number go ahead. seven. Number seven. I figured you would have a problem with that. Yeah, I figured you would. Because we don't. We don't. I mean, what, so do we I, need I guess to, what's your list? Let's discuss criteria. Let's discuss criteria. Yeah, let's exactly. discuss criteria. What's your list based yes, on? Yes. That's what I need to know before I go in. Strictly what, what, the what caliber of quarterback. If I could simplify it, caliber of quarterback. Because I think right, this, I think it's intellectually kind of dishonest. So, as much as my kind of guy. Not, just best quarterback. As listen, as much as it is, this is not an intellectual exercise. Allow me to use the phrase intellectually dishonest when I say that it's hard to remove somebody's resume from the equation. Okay, it's like who's the best quarterback right now. Oftentimes does in, in many cases have a lot to do with. Well, what have you done for me? Not just lately, but in general, as well as a projection of who would you want to have on your team? So if you want to start right, at number right. seven, this is not personal. This is professional. This ain't personal. This is business. I'm not talking about oh, I know, I know. what got you. So if oh, I'm removing that, I'm also Me removing. Too. I'm also removing the variable of whether or not Deshaun Watson plays anytime soon. How long he suspended. I'm removing that variable. Okay. This is strictly about Deshaun Watson, the player. Now I know he's with a new team, presumably a better team, and I know he, he didn't play last year. year. I don't think he forgot 10. how to play quarterback. I don't forget. I don't, I don't know. even forgot how to play quarterback. Uh, okay, I'm gonna the, assume the, everybody else is. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume two. Eh, let me assume two things. That's an assumption. I, okay, you you're allowed that assumption. Let me assume two things. Let me assume one that he's available, and two that he hasn't forgotten how to play quarterback. If those two things are true, and honestly, it speaks to the the trade-off, pun intended that the Browns made and that four other teams are willing to make is that wait, he is available. He's not suspended. He can play for us. When last we saw Deshaun Watson, he was a top five ish quarterback and maybe that's generous. So maybe number yeah, five, seven no, might be low. No, no, five goes fast. Five no, goes fast. When last we saw him and we I realized it was on a four win team. It was on a four win team when last we saw yeah. him year before last he was on a four win team. It was putting up historic numbers. And was as good as any quarterback in the league. I know it's practically impossible to ask somebody to separate 24 civil lawsuits for sexual misconduct and sexual assault. Yeah, I'm just talking about I this. know it's impossible. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm not talking about you, Michael. I know, I, not you. But I'm saying 
for people watching. I know it's also practically impossible to say separate 66 massage appointments over 17 months, according to the New York Times, and the uncertainty around his availability. But let's just, for argument's sake, if you say Deshaun Watson was coming off an ACL, which he's done twice in his career, I believe, college and the pros, if he was just coming off ACL that cost him all the last season, and he was on a better roster, I think Deshaun Watson would be safely inside the top 10, if not higher. So I put him at yeah, seven based off of yeah, who he has yeah. been, who he has been as a professional quarterback, and what I project him to continue to be, assuming that he hasn't all of a sudden forgotten how to play the position. He might be even better than ever once we see him. You think he's better than Lamar Jackson? In a vacuum. Why? In a vacuum. He's a better passer okay. than Lamar Jackson. And I, that's not that's no disrespect yes. to Lamar Jackson. No, I know. That's no disrespect to Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he's a he's a he's a better he's, passer than Lamar Jackson. Simple and, and Lamar's Justin Lamar, Justin Herbert's body Lamar of work good, does it. Lamar's a really good passer and a really good runner. And he's an exceptional um, runner. And I and I think and, and Lamar has you know it probably in similar in this way in this way that some of the personnel around them over the years to say oh man it's too bad I wish I had a little bit more uh, maybe uh, Deshaun Watson lost DeAndre Hopkins Lamar Jackson just lost Hollywood Brown I guess maybe that's not an equivalent but I think Lamar I think Lamar Jackson is ascending I still think he's got a so, lot okay. to figure out so let's out. do let's do Let's do this the way we did it with Sims. Since we haven't revealed my one through five yet, how would you reorder my six through ten? Or is somebody in that six through ten, would you put them in your top five? I, okay, no, no. You know what I do? I just do this very simply. I put uh, just because I'm not sure what you know what the year year plus has done to Deshaun Watson. I'm gonna put him at ten. Okay, just, a just safe, to be safe. safe spot at 10. Top but he is, but he is in your 10. top, but he is in your top 10 though. He is a top 10 quarterback for you. Yeah, because I mean, Derek Carr, 10. Kyler Murray, you know, Russell Wilson, all those guys, you know, I don't know if you, how you feel about those guys. Yeah, I'm gonna put him at 10. I'm gonna put, okay. um, I'm gonna leave Lamar at nine. Okay, I'm leave Lamar at nine. So Watson I'm 10, gonna put Lamar nine. And I know I'm, I'm putting put you on the spot. You haven't seen this list. Prescott I'm gonna eight. put Prescott at okay. eight. All right. Um, I think I'm gonna give Herbert the edge over Joe Burrow. Ooh, I'm gonna give Herbert the slight edge over. Oh, spicy. Over, over cool Joe. Okay. All right. Yeah. So or Joe Cool. So that's my list. But Holly would go six Herbert, seven Burrow, eight Prescott, nine Lamar, ten Watson. All right. Top five. Here we go. Um. I'm sure you have a quite a few problems with this top. Oh five, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, well, like, oh come I'm on. not trolling. Come I am not trolling. I am not trolling. Come that on. Is, I, I gave a lot of thought to this. I am not trolling. Where, where, where do you want to start? Number one. Start? One. Really? You got a problem? You got a problem greatest with number one? And the greatest right now until further notice. No, Until no, no, further notice, no, he's the no, best quarterback in the league ever. right now. MVP runner-up, MVP runner-up. If not for a okay, poorly well, timed blitz, maybe keeps Matthew Stafford from being a Super Bowl winner. And maybe he has another great you. postseason quarterback. 
Okay. I don't get what you. about Tom Brady says that he's falling off his lofty perch. He is still the most feared person with the ball in his hands. I don't care if he can't run from here to there in less than 10 seconds with the ball in his hands. Still the most feared person in the league at quarterback and miss me with the whole. Oh, well, look at all the talent he has around him. Look at all the protection he has. Ain't that the object of the exercise? You show me a quarterback who does like pressure in his face. None of them do. None of them like pressure period like talking about it. Some are better than others under pressure. Hi, Joe Burrow, but there's a lot of quarterbacks who don't thrive when the, when the pockets collapsing. That's why you get offensive linemen. That's why you have wide receivers so somebody can catch their passes. So I'm not giving Tom Brady a demerit because he plays on a good team. He elevated that good team. He's the best quarterback of all time and he's still the best quarterback right now. The reason I put him over the two time reigning MVP is because you yeah. can't keep choking in the playoffs and I give you a pass for that. Rodgers is brilliant and you know I've caped up for Aaron Rodgers, but I think he, he avoids a lot of blame when it comes to the last few postseasons, including against San Francisco when he wanted to throw the special teams under the bus. I believe they only put up 10 points on offense. So Rodgers goes too because he's a two-time reigning MVP. Okay, so he's still the man, but I ain't putting him ahead of Tom Brady. What else? You I want? heard. What, what, see, I don't three understand. Three and four are coin flip. Three and four are coin no, no, flip. No, no, I don't get you. No, no, we're not going. No, not going there yet. We staying at one. We oh, stand okay. At one. You want? You want to stay, stay at one? Stay at one. We're Go gonna ahead. stay, stay here. Stay at one. What you got? Because you know Let's what? Stay here. You're confused. Let's park right here. You're confused. How am I confused? You're a confusing individual. Okay. Now, I've correct been me if worse. I'm wrong. I can live with that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I can call and, I, and I'm gonna call you worse. And I'm gonna, I, I am gonna call you worse. I just started. <laughs> I just started. You know, I'm not done. Um, I do remember you saying frequently about Aaron Rodgers. Like nobody has played the position better right. than Aaron Rodgers, right. and right. and like you know, uh, you there. know, maybe there. maybe not the greatest of all time, but be, but plays the bet play, plays the position the best, yep. and all this stuff. Yep, yep. And then once again, when you have a time, when you have time to say, "All right, here it is." All these lofty words. I have never, push these I have never not I'm said that list. Tom Brady was the greatest. I have never not said that of Tom Brady is not resume. That is the greatest on the CV. I have never the Brady CV Michael, is better. When they came back from 28-3, I said at the time, the next day, that Brady has unified the belt. Okay, that don't worry about the talented or more with less or who would you want to win one game with or who would you want to start a team with the undisputed unified heavyweight champion of quarterbacks is Tom Brady and ain't nothing changed since then. No different than okay. You want to call somebody on a flip flopping. Let's see. Let's see which day of the week it is. It's Friday. Is Jordan or LeBron greater than you today? Who's greater than you today? Jordan or LeBron? Which one? Who you, who you got? You're going back and forth. Wait I'm confused. My list. Wait till okay, I get my list. But okay, but one and day I, you'll say I'll LeBron put, to troll me. I'll put it Another down on day paper. you'll say Jordan. I think I if no you had to put your, if you were, if your feet no were put to the fire, you're I'd just say saying that. that to be argumentative. You're saying that to be argumentative. No, no. You don't mean that. Look, but no, you know, I know you don't mean it because you twitched. You twitched. That thing you do with your mouth when you lying, you went like this. You went, like you didn't mean that. You didn't mean it. You just said that to be argumentative. Hey, you're just being difficult. You're just being contrarian. Look, your feet put to the fire. You're saying Michael Jordan. So my point is. If I got to make a list. I am not putting somebody ahead of Tom Brady, no matter how gifted and talented Aaron Rodgers has been. What's your next gripe? First name greatest, last name ever. LeBron. No, last name ever, <laughs> I was first about name. To say greatest. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Three and four no. are coin flip. 
Literally. Okay, if I would have had the ball thing. last, we might be having a different conversation. You said, and also, you said nothing has changed. I, I just can't get over the Brady thing. You said nothing has changed since really? 28-3. 28-3, that was like uh, after the 2016 season, right? That was like six years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I didn't hear anybody, including you, in 2019, Tom Brady's last year in New England, I, I didn't hear anybody say, hey, listen, this is the greatest quarterback. This is the number one quarterback in the league right now. I ain't hear nobody say that. You weren't saying that. Maybe you were too in the Boston bubble. Maybe you were too close to the Boston bubble because most people outside of New England, no, he might not have been the number one quarterback, but I think in 2019, he had two suitors. I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people understood. Well, I think a lot of people understood that he was a victim of circumstances in 2019. But okay, he had two suitors. He had two suitors. Since then, he won a Super Bowl in Tampa. And came damn yep. close to going back to the NFC Championship game last year against the eventual Super Bowl champions. So we may have misjudged okay. him or underestimated him in 2019, but I say he's bounced back quite nicely. I am shocked that your biggest gripe with my top five is Brady. I thought for sure you'd go straight to Matthew Stafford. No, no. I don't have a problem with Stafford. You got him at five, right? Bring that listen. I got him at five. Uh, you, you, you got Respect. Stafford at five. I think that's appropriate. He, he got on a good uh, team you, and won a Super Bowl win. with a game-winning drive. Right, you caped, you caped for Matthew Stafford at the time of the trade. Never let it go. You win it. He deserves that top five spot. Good for him. But I think some of the young guys probably need to come up. I, I think, um, I think Mahomes probably wait, should be one. But wait a second. Okay, I'm about to say. So go ahead. We'll reorder the top five. I right? think Mahomes right, should be so one. You got. I think Mahomes Allen one. should be two. Allen two. Um, I think Rogers should be three. I think Brady should be Rogers three. Brady four. Right now. Right now. Stafford five. Right now. Right here. Right now. Yeah. Okay. All right. All time so, Tom Brady. So just glare in terms of omissions, you no no pushback from you on the omission of Russell Wilson in particular. No pushback from you. That's the problem with these. Anybody lists. you take out. Because it's because ten. The problem is ten. That's a you problem. get there fast. No, no, not no, no, man. That's a problem. Because you just kind of forget. <laughs> I, I need to see like this is how my brain works. I need to see a uh, like the, I would move the screen over a little bit. I'd say Mike's top 10. Then I'd say best available <laughs> best available free agents other, and I can look at the votes. side and be like, oh, wait a minute. Russell yeah. Wilson's not here, but as I look at Russell's it, not here. You know what I do? Car's not there. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I don't have a problem with car. Russell Wilson not being in the top 10 seems wrong. I probably t- uh, kick out Deshaun since what have you done for me lately? Probably kick him out okay. and uh, put Russell Wilson in. Deshaun's so good until a desperate franchise, and I have emphasis on desperate franchise, and for the most part in its mm. history, recent history, dysfunctional franchise, staked its reputation and gave him two hundred thirty million dollars guaranteed, despite well, him not okay, having played see, last but, year, despite those twenty-four no, no, lawsuits. No, no, no. And I'm not. I'm no. That, hold on. All I'm saying. I'm, I am. Ne- I am in no way saying, "Yay, Cleveland, nice job." No, no. I, I am know. saying. I am saying think about the optics of it all and not just the Browns, but at least four other teams that we know of were all willing to go all in on that player. So I just don't think that he's he's fallen off that much from being a top five ish well, quarterback to where he shouldn't be in the top 10 safely in the top 10. Well, I think it speaks to how good he actually is the player. How good the player desperate is. desperate people will do some really stupid things and one of my core principles is to make trades with bad organizations. Now the Browns have 
gotten better lately, but I think it's fair to say in the last decade, uh, decade plus, they're a bad organization. So, but, but using Michael, the Browns as the an example, the Texans are a bad they, organization. But your too, point but is, some, hey, your no, point but somebody is, else is going to do so it. So good, look no, what the team is about to do. do it. But somebody else would have done it. Right? We, probably another we bad crap franchise. on the Browns. Probably okay, another bad crap on Atlanta. Right, but. It would have been Atlanta. It would have been Carolina. It would have been New Orleans, which oh, I don't oh, think is a bad franchise. Oh, okay, Somebody okay, else. Right. New Orleans isn't a bad franchise. Okay. And, and maybe franchise. other people had he not uh, shortened his list, which again, if he's going to be available, then he's going to be on my list. And on my list, he's safely in the top 10 and seven might be too low. It's been a long Why'd time we've seen him play. Why'd you leave Russell? 10. Cause ten. How about this homework assignment? You got all weekend. You do yours, and then when Sims comes back to reveal his top four, I believe he's got left. When he comes back next week, then we'll have just a, you know, a little round robin with lists. But I, I mean, I got your list, you, but you were on the spot. So if you want to revisit your list, that's fine. Yeah. And finalize it yeah, for next yeah. week. You did it off the top of the dome. You might want to rethink it. You know, rethink that Brady take of yours. I think that's why I would start. I start with that Brady take. Mm, yeah. I love Tom Brady. I love. You sound him. so bitter. No, you don't. No, you don't. Thank you, Tom. No, you oh, don't. I love him. No, you don't. Uh, hey, you—you you were probably in the garden saying "F Draymond," weren't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, so what? You still what hurt. That got to do with Brady? You still yeah, hurt. I was. Because you hurt. Because sure you was. hurt. Because Brady gone. <laughs> no, Brady hurt. took care. Brady took. Brady's been good to the Hollies. Thank you, Tom. I found listening to your podcast recaps the last couple of games pretty interesting. Are you conscious at all of what you're saying about the X's and O's, the game plans, the adjustments could be making their way back to Boston staffers and influencing their decision making at all? No. Um, I don't say much different on the podcast than I say to you right here. So, nah. What's the X's and O's that I said on the podcast? Right. Yeah, actually, as the only little thing I, I noticed that like really stood out was you talked about how to cover White, Smart, and Horford differently between games one and two. That was really only. Oh, yeah, that was just contesting shots. That, if that's X's and O's, then I don't. You're reaching for something. It's all good, though. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> reaching heavy. The only thing, you find that they are taking X's and O's away from your, your podcast. Uh, well, the only thing you've said is um, White, Smart, and Horford. Hmm. I'm not trying to blow it up. I, I, nah, I mean, you, you went for it, but yeah. hey, respect. Appreciate the podcast uh, promo you just gave me, you though. It, the Draymond Green Show. You Next time, just mention it that way. You got it. All right, man. Monty in the middle here. Draymond, what most disappointed you about the way you guys played tonight and yourself? Uh, I was soft. That's what was most disappointing to me uh, for us. Monty, how much X's and O's you get from the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, this guy, hey, I don't know, man. Maybe that's the IQ level over this way. <laughs> Respect. So my takeaway is between that and what he told C.J. McCollum about his prediction of the Celtics uh, beating the Warriors and Draymond clapping back with, well, you going to be ringless just like them. Respect. When Draymond says respect, he means the opposite. Um, Vinny, we both sincerely respect your opinion on all things NBA and otherwise, specifically music, but in general. Um, 
is this Draymond podcast storyline? Is it a thing or are people blowing it out of proportion? I don't know if it's a thing. You know what the thing is? It better be the Draymond Green show tonight on the floor. Because if it's not, the Warriors <laughs> are going to go down 3-1. Like, I think that's the biggest thing is that, and, and maybe I'm a little off, but I feel like the Warriors are being way too cool about the clear and present danger that's in front of them right now. You know what I mean? Like, there's a line between confidence and not being too concerned and being completely, you know, blissfully unaware of what's in front of you right now. And I don't, I don't think they're there, but I do think they're a little bit on the cool side about this. And granted, these have been three totally different games. Like, I couldn't have predicted yeah. this to play out any way that it has. But the one thing I have to say is that Draymond Green has to play better. Like, he has to play with some force. He has to look at the realm. He has to attack the realm. If he doesn't, I don't know if there's a path for Golden State to win tonight or in the rest of this series, however long it's going to go. Why, why do you think, uh, Drake, because I'm, I'm fascinated with the podcast stuff, too. Why do you think he's not playing better on the floor? Like, like he's averaging five points a game, as you see here, and he had two points in the last game. He had really bad shooting in game one. What do you think is going on with him? Just Draymond, the basketball player. I mean, I think it's, like, fairly obvious that there's two bigger dudes on the other side than Draymond's asked to be the big man. You know what I mean? Like, we get, we get the Warriors a lot of praise for their depth lineups and all that stuff, right? But they he, they always hit big guys, even if it was just Zaza Pachulia or Andrew Bogut. You know what I mean? There, there always was some big dude who was seven feet tall that could take the beating. They're, they're, they don't have that guy now. And Kevon Looney, he only plays 17 minutes, and you only can play him 17 minutes because you need more offense on the floor. So it's almost like whenever you're trying to plug one leak, you're springing another, and it's leaving Draymond in a spot where He's going against two bigger, longer, more athletic dudes. And those shots at the rim ain't going to be shots at the rim. And it's just perimeter defense at every level. Like this Boston defense is really, really, really good. I know Holly put on his green, you know, his, his Boston Celtics green underwear before every game and picked them in five. But I don't think even if it turns out to be five, nobody could have truly expected this. And the thing about Draymond, too, you leave my underwear I mean, alone. Game, like Mike Smith, Mike Smith already got my house wired, got my house bugged, and now, and now, you know, now you all up in my underwear. What's what's up? I thought this is, I thought this is a brotherhood. I thought this is a brotherhood. My bad, my my bad, my bad. I'll I'll I'm, I'm gonna let y'all live because it's Boston, and Boston gonna get on me for anything that I say. But I'm gonna say this: I do think it's funny. I do think it's funny. I was at the Boston Garden for towards the end of shoot around. On the floor, it's a whiteout tonight. <laughs> oh, no. oh, you mean? Oh, in terms of like the the fan. I mean, I know what you're saying, but like the t-shirts. <laughs> I, I know what you're saying, but the, shame on really, you. This is a this is a promotion for the shame team. Shame on you. Is a promotion for the team. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm just. It's, you know, I got. I know, I know, I get it. I get the joke, but we I'm asking, it. like, in all seriousness, is it a promotion for the team as well? Uh, two as well, also. <laughs> okay. Um, that was, you, were, you were sitting on that one. You were sitting on that one. Yeah, he was. He was good <laughs> way. Was like, I got, he's like, I'm, it, he's like, I'm going to kill him with this. Somehow. You had that joke. You had that joke. You had that joke. Okay. All right. You had that joke laid out just like. 
You had that joke laid out just like that first day of school outfit, just like the t-shirts they got laid out at the garden. You had that joke laid out. Um, but Draymond, though, nine points, seven assists, five rebounds in a game two performance in which many credited him with being the driving force, emphasis on force, behind the Warriors bounce back win. So as, as we know, I know y'all know this already, it's typically not the numbers with Draymond that quantify his impact on the game. He just looked out of it, which I think leads to questions, whether they're legitimate or not, it leads to questions about your focus when you look out of it uh, from game to game. Uh, speaking of out of it, when Al Horford fell on him, uh, it was feared mm. that maybe Steph Curry might be out for a while, but uh, Steph Curry put that to rest uh, during yesterday's media availability. Because I went through what I went through at the end of the regular season and coming back, I know exactly what it is, what I got to deal with, and the soreness slash pain level and all that. So once I got checked out last night, I knew I wouldn't have to go get <clears throat> any extra tests just because we've been through this before. Um, and there's a good understanding of what it is, same foot and all that. So there's, um, I guess, comfort knowing I've been through it before, but also you'd rather not have to deal with something like that at this point in the season. Okay, so he says he's playing. Uh, how effectively certainly remains to be seen. So let's assume that we see Steph in some approximation of the Steph that we've seen through the first three games with, with who has been, with apologies to Jason Tatum, the best player in this series so far. Um, but let's go back to Draymond's initial gripe with the question best about shooter. his podcast. Let's, let's go. Let's go X's and O's yes. uh, when it comes to this series. What adjustment? The, 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 the Warriors haven't grown since game three. Mm -hmm. They haven't gotten taller. They haven't gotten mm -hmm. bigger. What adjustments schematically can they make other than playing with more force and not being soft to, to as Draymond said they were and he was. What else can they do to even this series and not fall in this 3-1 hole or that clear and present danger that you described a second ago, Vinny? And, and before I even start there, like to close out the Draymond part, I do think it's funny that we ask a lot of these guys in terms of media obligations and stuff like that. And we don't say right, that the media right. obligations that we're giving them is a distraction, but Draymond <laughs> right. doing a 30-minute podcast after a right. game, that's a distraction. Nonsense. It's like, you know what I mean? It's I refreshing as hell. Difficult. It's refreshing as hell. If we want access, and then somebody's giving us access, we'd be like, nah, keep your access. <laughs> All of them should be well, podcasting you know, during the finals. <laughs> but listen, I, I, but but now that you guys said it, look, I don't know. I don't know Jake Fisher. Uh, maybe, Vinny, you do. But I know... Uh, Draymond has a history with them. I know Brian Scalabrini here who spent some time out uh, with the Warriors has a history with them and was saying, hey, he here's a guy who likes to stir it up a little bit. I don't know, but he, he, his reporting was that teams are monitoring Draymond's podcast unlike they monitor media access because they're hopeful that Draymond will give them something that he doesn't give them in a, in a media space. And By the way, bad promo where he says it's the same thing here. That on, on the podcast. Why am I listening to the podcast? You, know, you should be talking up the podcast, bro. I, can't, I just I just I can't imagine that Draymond would say something on the podcast. First of all, and we'll come back to the X's and O's point, but there's more to unpack yep. here. I can't imagine that that Draymond is first of all, he's savvy enough not to give away any kind of state secrets, but I don't in know 2022, I don't think so. Okay, Michael, you, Michael, you talked about draws. You talked about your draws earlier yeah. in 2022. These teams know what kind of underwear these players like like what could this he possibly dude, say that they don't already know from their exactly. own advanced scouting? That, maybe, maybe, but this is the same guy who I think 
said something really stupid after game two that affected game three in some way where he said, hey, the officials, I've earned the right. He used the word differential, but I know what he was trying to say. I've earned the right to get quote differential treatment from the officials. That's stupid. Don't say that because well, what do you think is going to happen in game? But that's three? not, not going to get that's the benefit not, of the doubt. That's not, that's not that's not strategic though. You know what I mean? Well, that, I get that it. wasn't that right? wasn't the, that wasn't but the smartest also not thing smart. to say that right. you're daring the league to, you know, basically tee you up very early or whatever the case may be. I get you, but in mind it's, it's way too savvy to say something that's not common sense. Like if you listen to him and he's talking about Al Horford and Derek White and Marcus Smart shooting threes, like that's something that we all saw. Like, hey man, those guys are being given a lot space like he's not saying something that's going to you know that's not breaking it's not breaking the code or anything like that but coaches do and coaches will listen to podcasts and things like that to try to gain any little type of competitive yeah yeah that's all but i don't think you're getting any schematic advantages because draymond's not even in the coach's room like he can talk about whatever he's talking about but it's not like he's going to ron adams or mike brown or whomever you know while coming straight out of the coach's room either you know what i mean like i, I just think we have we've chosen to blow that up because draymond hasn't played well if he did play well we would have nothing to say and to draymond's point it's almost like the end dictates the process because draymond didn't get thrown out of game two he thinks everything that he did throughout the game was correct. But if you wound up getting thrown out, then clearly it wasn't going to be correct. It's a, it's judgment caught us out of your hand. Similar to him doing his own podcast or whatever. You know what I mean? But if he has 16, 10, and, you know, eight assists or something tonight, nobody's going to say a damn thing, nor should we. So back to schematics. How did the Warriors get some help? How, how does how did the Warriors get yeah. some help? Y'all, I don't know if there's multiple paths. Like, I, I will say this towards Holly's Boston Celtics. There are far more paths for Boston to win this series. Golden State might have the best path, but it might be the only path. The only path is to perhaps junk the game up on defense, make Boston panic, and then you get out in the secondary transition points and everything else. Because to me, it almost looks like, <clears throat> excuse me, it almost looks like, they have to play this game knowing they're going to be 10 points down. And you have to claw and fight your way back into the game and rely on Boston to make mistakes as opposed to you just being the better team. Maybe they are the better team. And, it, and put it like this, they could not be the better team and still win this series. You know what I mean? Like, you can basically mm. bait the other team into playing silly and making mistakes. Like, in some ways, this almost strikes me as a more mature Memphis Grizzlies team. That is just bigger than you, and they can beat you in more ways. But Golden State just had more savvy. You know what I mean? In in that series, they had the one bad game the five, but they had job. more savvy. Yeah. And Memphis didn't. Ha and yeah. Memphis didn't have job, whereas you know Boston has these two guys. Jordan Poole has to play a lot better. Like you need a secondary yeah. shot creator. Like even Clay hitting shots. That's kind of an inevitable thing. You're not going to shift your mm -hmm. defense because Clay is hitting shots. Either he's going to make them or he's going to miss them. But as far as someone that's going to shift your defense and make life easier for Steph, that's got to be a guy like Jordan Poole if Draymond is not going to be shooting at the rim. Other than that, once again, you got to make Boston turn it over. And if they don't make Boston turn it over, I don't know if they win this series. Key phrase you just used, Vinny, make life easier for Steph. And I got to tell you, through three games in this series, and I didn't, I didn't know it could go any higher. My respect for Steph Curry and my, uh, my, my admiration for him, 
It's higher now. They rely on him so much. He has to be almost perfect for them to have a chance. Like, you know, Jason Tatum had that three for 17 game uh, in game one and Boston won. Steph Curry goes three for 17. Golden State's going to lose by 35 points. It's just like he can't have an off game. And I'll be curious to see how he how he uh, moves around tonight because they almost they almost can't afford Steph Curry at 75% or 80%. That's not enough for them. They need all of Steph all the time just to be uh, just to have a fighting chance. And here's the other part. Steph doesn't take a rest. And I don't mean like literally taking a rest or playing 48 minutes. I mean, there's points in games. There's possessions where, man, you're winded and you don't have to take control of that possession. You know what I mean? Where you don't have to move around like somebody else can go and get his own shot or whatever the case may be. You can sort of rest a little bit. He's getting hunted on defense because he's getting in foul trouble and they're trying to get the extra fouls on him. If he's playing with two fouls in the first quarter, they're going to try to get the third one. So you're hunting him on that end. And on offense, he facilitates so much movement for everybody else. Even if the play isn't called for him, he's having to run around and move around, navigate and negotiate screens, even if somebody else has the ball. So it's almost like he's exhausted. I'm like amazed at the stamina more than the performance itself because he's playing against really good defense and making really, really tough shots and still making good decisions. The second that he actually takes a breath to exhale, that's when the Celtics go on their run because nobody else can do what he does. And maybe that's where you start asking, man, maybe they shouldn't have held on to all of those young guys. Maybe you should have gotten one more guy that can go out and get it on his own. Yeah. Hey, um, Listen, this was great, but you're right. Like this series tonight is game four. Game five is Monday, right? Game five. So tonight I mean, determines yeah. who wins this series. Tonight determines who wins this series. I agree with that. Not I game agree. five, game four. Okay, so I agree. I was about to say goodbye, but I'll just I'll just ask you this. And, and, and maybe it's obvious, you know, and maybe it was lightning and, and a once-in-a-lifetime occurrence. But it's the Warriors, so I kind of feel obligated to ask it. So if they end up 3-1, they can't pull a Cleveland, this is for you. There's no way. Like, if it's 3-1, that's a wrap. They could, they could not go back to Golden State, get it back to Boston, and then have a Game 7 at home. I mean, because they, they still have that Game 7 at home, and they can get it there in their back pocket. So if it's 3-1 Boston, cancel Christmas, that's a wrap. This Golden State team cannot mount the same type of comeback that Cleveland did against them in 2016. That's what you're saying. Can't happen. Unless they get, you know, some type of stimulus package from the league or something like that. I don't see how <laughs> okay. you go down 3-1. They, they, yeah. they, when they went down 3-1, only because there's precedent in 2016. Yeah. Yeah, but here's the even the precedent against Oklahoma City, you had a much younger Clay Thompson, a much younger Andre Iguodala, a much younger Draymond Green. Like we, these are almost like the old Celtics to me. When I say old Celtics, I mean Larry Bird, McHale, Reggie Lewis. You know what I mean? Where Reggie Lewis is the guy that's trying to bridge the gap a little bit and augment the older players. You know what I mean? Because the longer that this series guy. goes, you're playing so you're playing so many minutes on those young players. Boston's experienced, but they're young. They can run for days. Right. So I, I don't know well, if they can pull three straight games out. Yeah, and that whole experience thing is less and less of a factor as, as this thing goes on. Um, all right, so so what my point is, do, so you're saying do or die tonight for Golden State? Are you free Monday? Are you gonna be where are you gonna be on Monday? You gonna be in the Bay uh, for Game Five? 
You'll be back in yep, the crib. I'll be in the bay. No, I'll be in, I'll, so let's I'll do, be here until it's done. So let's do this. Let's let's come through on Monday. God willing, the creek don't rise because I think I fear if we wait till Friday. At this rate, we might be several days removed from the conclusion of the finals. So, so I, I don't want to be talking a week from today where the finals are long gone. So come through Monday. Let's let's let's, uh, let's move your parents next week up if you don't mind. I'm I'm with you. I'm here. All right. Enjoy the whiteout tonight. So you'll feel right at home. You're a trip. <laughs> You're a trip, Vinny. Vinny Goodwin. I have to be more aggressive on both sides of the ball, not just defense or offense. I think uh, the game ties together. Uh, it all goes hand in hand. When you're flowing on one side, you can flow on the other. So um, we are a much better team when I'm aggressive offensively. So I have to be that for this team. You know, I've always prided myself on giving the team what it needs in order to win. Um, and I think this team will need more of that for us to win. So I have to be better on that side for sure. Speaking of aggressive, uh, Natalie can get aggressive when necessary when it comes to defending her Warriors. Uh, friend of the show, Madam Hoopstress herself, uh, Natalie, <laughs> guest host of the show. We haven't seen you since you uh, you and your fellow Hoopstresses held it down for us. Uh, was that a week ago today? So yeah. uh, last week. So yeah, wonderful was, job. Uh, thank our numbers you. have never been better. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> but I love having you on today because it's like it's real easy to have a Warriors fan or any kind of fan on when they can front run when things are going well when they're feeling good about themselves. I'd much rather you know have a ride or die fan on when death is around the corner. Shout out to Tupac. So <laughs> quite simply, how you feeling? I feel good. I mean, actually last week when we were on, it was a 1-0 series and the Celtics had taken the lead and I was like, yeah, it's going to be tied up. So I feel the same. I'm not, you know, I expected the series to be 2-2. Um, but at this point, the only surprise for me right now is that it's like, so Boston started off winning the first game. I thought it was going to be, you know, Warriors, Celtics, Warriors, Celtics. So but outside of that, I mean, I think these teams are actually pretty evenly matched. I know Michael had an interesting prediction like Celtics and five, but nah, I don't, you know, I don't see that happening. So yeah, I feel good. I think the Warriors will tie it up tonight. Well, if they lose tonight, <laughs> will you will you start to see Celtics and five coming into focus a little bit more? I mean, this is like as Vinny just said, they're in a precarious position right here because the Celtics doubled them up in the paint. And if you look at the Warriors, they got a lot of strengths, but that's not a strength. They don't have a big guy. If they had somebody like Rob Williams, they might be unbeatable, but they don't have a rim protector and the Celtics are really taking advantage of them. Can you see how that, like the size advantage is, is one of the things that kind of fueled my prediction? Yeah, I mean, I think the size advantage is what people have been pointing out about Golden State all year, but they were still like one of the best rebounding teams in the league. Um, I don't think in terms of like a rim protector or protecting the paint that the Celtics are actually any more better at it than the Memphis Grizzlies, let's say, and the Warriors led that series for the most part in rebounding. And when they won game two, they won by winning the points in the paint as well. So like, I don't, well, yes, like those are advantages for the for the Celtics. I don't think that they can stop the Warriors from getting in the paint. I mean, I think what what happens is either 
if they're they're preventing them from getting into the paint, the Warriors will hit some outside shots, then that will loosen up the paint and then they'll be able to get to the paint. And they just were not hitting their shots as much, but the offense was pretty good in the last game. It was really their defense. Their defense always helps drive their offense. And the Warriors are actually a great defensive team. Something not talked about for whatever reason. It's like Boston is the only defensive team in this series. They're not. And so when the Warriors play great defense, it's going to force some things in transition. The the Celtics are a known turnover prone team. Both of these teams are. The fact that they really didn't have that many turnovers last game speaks more to the self to the Warriors um, lack of defensive effort than, you know, anything else. Hmm. Uh, well, and that defensive effort, as we know, uh, starts with Draymond Green, who's, uh, yeah. you know, as usual, been the center of attention and the center of conversation, right? <laughs> way, where he likes it. Um, what's your take on Draymond taking heat uh, for being a podcaster in his spare time? Yeah. Um, so, I, as I think it's okay for him to pod. So, like, let's just get that out there. I don't like the idea that people in any career. Um, cannot do things in their off time. And I, yes. And I think for athletes in particular, there's this notion that like the only thing you should care about is best, whatever sport you play. And that's it. And it just has undertones of like, shut up and dribble for me. Like, you know, I I don't really like it. So I think, (laughs) you know like I'm just like what do you think he would be doing with this time if he wasn't potting he might be talking to a family member about the game he might be you know talking to someone else he might be watching a movie so I don't see the big deal in him going online to record a pod after the game that's about the job that he does that might be helping him work through his process for the next game so I don't see it as a big deal um but I do see an argument for it being a distraction not to him I think Draymond is a professional but I think now we're talking about this right now on this this show right there's now media talking about it Steve Kerr is being asked about it it's sort of like when Kevin Durant was there in the last year and it was like is he leaving or is he not? And then it just became like what the storyline of the team was about instead of basketball. And in that regard, I think it can be a distraction. Do the Warriors what, thrive? What you... Not 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 just. Yeah, I'm sorry, ahead. Michael. We're uh, going to the same Warriors... place. Okay, okay, because like you know, Draymond's not this. You know, he's been there for years. They know Draymond. Like he's that crazy cousin, right? He's the, he's the, he's yeah. the you know the the loudmouth brother of the group. So it's like, do the Warriors not? Do they thrive not only in spite of Draymond's antics and history histrionics, but because of like, is this just how they operate with, you know, there's got to be something going on around the, you know, the perimeter or periphery, if you will, you know, for the Warriors to be who they are. Like, do they need Draymond agitated and agitating, so to speak? Yeah, I mean, I think most people's preferences, but I'm really speaking for myself would be like not to have extra drama. Right. But I think the Warriors embrace everything that Draymond is because he adds an element to the team. That's very important. And I think like, even after game two, there was a lot of chatter about his quote unquote antics right in the game. And I think that he even mentioned in his, on his podcast that, there were people in his ears, and my guess is people who he trusts, people who he listens to, saying maybe like tone it down a little bit, right? And that's why he didn't have that same defensive intensity. And that actually hurt the Warriors. So I think there's a balance, right? 
But I think Draymond, like many of us, may just struggle to find that balance. Like balance is a hard thing to find. And so he's either 10 or he's like one, you know? And so I think you have to just take what comes with him being on 10 because most times it's going to be the best things for the Warriors. All right. At, at is most, that where you were going, Michael? Uh, is that where you were going? Wait, that, that exactly what, that's exactly where, that's exactly where I was going. And I was going to ask, and you just you just got to it, Nat. The, the part of my question was going to be, who on the Warriors can go up to him and say, "Good job," or "That's enough." Okay, now let's just stop. Is, is is there anybody in on the team who says to him, "Hey, man, you're doing too much." Yeah, of course. I mean, first of all, that starts with staff. Um, Steph is probably the main and only person I think who can always like get through to Dre. But like we saw Andre Iguodala, I can't recall which game it was after, but it was in this postseason where Dre was kind of doing a lot. And I mean, I don't know, but you kind of saw a camera cut to them and Andre was like talking to him. So yeah, I mean, I think obviously like the vets and like the guys who want it with him, I certainly think that they can. Um, but again, I don't think it's an issue of not being able to tell him to chill because that's what he tried to do in game two. That's what he honestly tried to do in game six of 2016 after he got, if after he got, um, you know, suspended. People don't recall this because they just focus on how great he was in game seven, but he was suspended for game five, came back in game six, and he really was not Dre. And you could tell he was holding back because he didn't want to put the team in jeopardy. So I think this is more of him not knowing how to find the right balance. And so it's like, you know, F it. Like, we're just going to let Dre be Dre. But I don't think it's because people are scared to talk to him or can't or he won't listen. I think it's just like, look, this is this is the best we're going to get in terms of what he brings in the balance. So let's just accept it and we'll deal with the consequences if there are some. You know, now what I what I love about the NBA finals in any year, it's like it's like a it's a drama. It's an ongoing. It's like an episodic drama and they don't necessarily <laughs> all they, you know, there are characters familiar characters, but then they go to different spaces and you know, peaks and valleys and all this stuff. So we have three parts down part four is tonight. You've seen mm -hmm. three. Yeah. What can you say definitively about these teams? And or, or maybe a better question is, can you say definitively who the best team is after three games? I mean, my fan opinion is that the Warriors are the best team and what would give them that advantage, in my opinion, is that the teams are talent-wise, I think, pretty evenly matched. So, but the Warriors have the best player in the series, and I do think there's a a difference in the level between us. tell Michael that. Yeah, there is. Shooter, between, right? a, between a Steph Curry. That's right. did. No, 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 he not shooter. I hate that. Why? He did. He did. I hate that, but... How is he not the best player? Sorry, Nat. How is he not the best player? You've done this. You've done this three times in the last several days. You took exception twice with me, and now again with Natalie. How is Steph not the best player in the series? Forget about body of work, but this series. Did you see the tour de force? You see the tour de force from Jason Tatum in Game Three, where you get the points. You get twenty-six points. You also get nine assists. Got twenty-two assists in the two wins, by the way. Twenty-two. That those are Steph Curry numbers. Okay, that's those are point guard numbers. And he's able yeah, to defend any, like multiple positions on the floor, able to uh, defend multiple positions. So that's yeah, the, edge, the right? That's the, 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 
No, but the impact isn't no. the same, right? Like no. the counting stats can be comparable, but the impact isn't. First of all, like this also speaks to how the Warriors are not playing good defense because Jason Tatum had a career high in assist in game one. Like he doesn't average 13 assists. Like these are not numbers that are even typical for him. So that speaks to like what their defensive strategy is and that it's not going well. But secondly, like the offensive rating for the Warriors is like almost a 117. It's like a 116.7 or 9 when Steph is on the court. And then when he is off the court, it dips to like a 90, like just a crazy low number 91. in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. The, Im- the impact is just not the same. The impact metrics are not the same. And um, the consistency is also not the same from Jason Tatum that it is for, for Stephen Curry. And the efficiency is not the same. And while Stephen Curry, just because of his sheer size, is not going to be the defender that Jason Tatum is. He is actually a very, very good defender, and we have to start recognizing oh, that. And I, I get what come happened. On. He is a good I defender. What, very, oh, oh my listen, God! I'll give you. What year is this? Are you still doing you said, this? No, no, no. You can't play, you no, no. I no, say he's bad. I'm not going to say he's bad. We cannot I'm use. Not, no. <laughs> I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not even saying he's average. I won't say he's average, but. But about four varies before good. I think that's. I think that may be taking it too far. Oh, okay. okay. Very, very, thing. very good defender. But wait, that's wait, fine. wait, wait. Hold on. Did you just slander Statmuse? Like, like. Wait a minute. Hold on. That's, a little that's, that's bit all. because that. they, they troll. They're great. They have stats, <laughs> but they control. So I don't mean that. Like, so for example, right? Like when you when you say something like Stephen Curry hasn't won his last ten games in the finals without Kevin Durant. Okay, like you're trolling. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So, All right. Okay. Yeah, they like, do. They do. When, they have an interesting sense of humor. They do. Yeah. yeah. When people look at defense, right? Like they tend to just look at like on ball defense, and that's it. But the reason why Steph is a very good defender is not. For like on-ball defense even though his on-ball defense is much better because he's stronger now he's not reaching as much right but he is a great team defender he's also a great rebounding guard for his position which is a part of defense and goes overlooked right yeah, he's I led agree. the league in steals he gets steals a lot he can stay in front of his man now like he's a very good defender at his position you know what, last man? game aside okay go ahead Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, last game, game aside, he was in foul trouble. So, and actually what, what happened was Jason Tatum didn't want Wiggins on him, right? So that's why he had kept trying to switch onto Steph, but they also knew he was in foul trouble. So he couldn't play defense as, as aggressively. I'm not saying that he's going to shut down Jason Tatum, but what I'm saying is the right. numbers in particular in the last game, there was a reason why they were more easily able to score on him than the first two all games. All I'm going to say, all I'm going to say to you is, and I'm not even sure what the stat means, Matt. I'm not sure what it means. <laughs> but you're going to tell me uh, a stat? <laughs> number one. Number one in the NBA in defensive war. Oh, Jason my goodness. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey. Number hey, one in the Nat, league. Nat, all you, should, all you should focus on from that is I'm not even sure what the stat means because the amount <laughs> yes, of times exactly. that he and I have argued Michael Holly is the resident Charles Barkley on this show when it comes to analytics. Okay, so just just know just consider the <laughs> wow. source. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about your hurtful. hatred for wow. analytics. You know, like, between the two of us, between the two no, of us, like, no, I don't. And listen, 
just because I'm not humping the leg of analytics every like 15 minutes. <laughs> just because I'm dressed history. this way. Just because I'm dressed this For way. Analytics. And you don't have to. I didn't even bring out analytics. Wow. Well, about fine. Well, fine. I humped the leg of analytics, okay? Uh, yes, but but I all, what I do know is the eye test was telling me that Steph lost his damn mind at the beginning of the fourth quarter. So he also needs to take care of the ball. I, you know, we got this love fest going on with Steph. But he had a meltdown when it came. What three straight turnovers? I believe it was. Yeah, he did. And we know that's they when can that game really started problem. to get away. They can. And that's inexcusable. But yeah, it was defense and rebounds why the Warriors lost that game. It wasn't their offense. Clean that up because the first two games, the, the the rebounds have been have been pretty comparable. Um, yeah. Points off turnovers. Just clean that up, and they'll be fine. It's defense and rebounding. That's I why hope they you're lost right. I hope you're right because I, I did it. not sign up for a short series. This it won't be. Confident. It won't okay. be. Minimum of All six. Right. Game two. Uh, game four tonight. It's going to be tied up. Thank it. You said minimum of six, oh. which means you got Warriors in six or seven at this point, despite being down two one. Yeah, you said I minimum had, of six. That I'm was assuming my you're not Boston pick. in six. Okay. No, my original right. pick was Warriors in six, but I think Warriors would have had to have won game three. It would be very hard to beat the Celtics three games in a row. If a team could do it, it would be the Warriors, but neither of these teams have yeah. even lost two games in a row this postseason. I think that will change this this series. Let's see which one it is. But my pick is Warriors in six. I'm going to stick with it since that was my original pick. Right. The Warriors are winning like this it. series, and it will be tied up tonight. Michael. I like okay. your confidence. Yeah, but you uh, like more than we'll your talk, confidence. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, <laughs> you I like love more that. Than confidence, Nat. I what like happened? the way you held it down. I like the way you held you. it down last week. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me on. Like we, I, the Hoopresses, I appreciate it so much. You got it. Hey, we'll be calling y'all again soon. But you coming back next week? Hopefully right, to uh, talk about a series. So hopefully to talk about a series that's still going on and not one that ended. It will be. <laughs> Told on this, but just to see that many um, coaches that he's worked with, young, old, former, um, former players, current players, show up and support him. It just shows the impact he's had on those guys. And uh, I did my best to try and convince Aaron Donald to retire. Um, obviously, that didn't work. I thought, you know, I told him, He's accomplished all he can accomplish. I think it's a great idea to go out on your own terms, all that. And then I told um, Cup, I was basically like, I know you and Sean are friends, but stop taking that McVay discount. Hold out for the th first three weeks and get something sorted out. And you can tell that that did not work out either. All right. It's time for the Axe Effect interview of the weekend. Who better to talk about uh, the Rams and the uh, F that cap? Used to be F them picks, F that cap approach uh, to doing business. Then Hall of Famer and one of the greatest to ever touch a football. Forget about running or catching it. The one and only Marshall Falk is here. Marshall, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate you. We'd love to get your thoughts on just the Rams and their approach to doing business. Cooper Cup talked about you can trust this organization to take care of players. They've extended Stafford. They've taken care of Aaron Donald. Cooper Cup. And that's in addition, of course, to signing Allen Robinson and Bobby Wagner's offseason. But it's very much a upper class and rookie contracts, cheaper type players approach with no real middle class. How do you feel about this model that Stan Kroenke and the Rams are uh, turning the league upside down through? I think we have to look at it and, and, and actually give it the credit. Like it's working. When, when you see when you see receivers um, whom are thought of like Cooper Cup being moved, guys holding out, uh, the Rams, not much infighting. And, and, and they didn't even let it become an issue with Aaron Donald. 
When you think about what's going on with other players and what they produced and what they what they've done for those teams, they did not let the Aaron Donald. They were like, you know what? We're not playing chicken here. <laughs> no, no, no. We want you back. How much? Literally, it, it was it was that easy. They didn't have an axe to grind or anything like that. I just like how they're doing it. And and here's the thing: the players that they went out and got, the guys that they're paying, they're paying dividends. And and don't don't leave out the Jalen Ramsey deal that they did, the money that they gave him. They are continuing to take care of their players. And what you're going to see is you're going to see guys just like you saw Dell come there last year. You're going to see guys. I won't go play with the Rams. That's going to start happening. It's not just going to be L.A. It's going to be the organization that's bringing them in as well. Yeah, first class. You know, Marshall, I, I wonder if, if you put yourself in this situation as a player, you, let's say you're on the Rams and you win the Super Bowl like they just did, and they're making all of these moves for right now. Is, does it give you more confidence that, hey, I got guys now who I know are winning players, or do you look at the long view? Because traditionally, organizations have said, look, we can't bring everybody back. And we're trying to win multiple Super Bowls, so players, you understand, right, that we're not just trying to win for right now, we're trying to win for the next five years. For you, do you dismiss that, the latter thing I just said, and like, hey, I'm not worried about the next five years. I'm playing right now, and this is what I want. In St. Louis, you can worry about the future. In L.A., it's right now. <laughs> you look at what the Dodgers are doing. You look at the Lakers going to get LeBron. It's right now. You, the, the, you, you can't build a $4 billion stadium and then say, hey, we're going to win in the future. No. Those suites, which you're, which, you're pay, which you're asking people to pay to come watch football, for parking, to get a meal in the stadium, oh, no, you got to put a winner on the field. And I don't care what you have to leverage. And, and that's, that's what I like. Stan Kroenke pushed his ships. He said, I'm all in. We're moving to L.A., and we're going to build a winner. He didn't just do it by providing a fancy stadium. Oh, you know what, Jared Goff? Uh, you got us to the Super Bowl, but we, we, we're going to go out and get another guy. They went out and got another guy. They're, they're making all the moves to say to L.A., hey, L.A., we're here, we're a winner, and we want to win with you because you have to win in Los Angeles. There's nothing else. You're winning or you're, some, you're, 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 you're less than. I love, I love how you put it. In St. Louis, you can play that game, not in L.A. So let's go back to St. Louis, and I'm sure you you may have you may have heard it last year some, but I mean it feels like it's gotten even louder now that they've gotten over the hump and won the Super Bowl and then added Allen Robinson uh, in the offseason. We'll see if Odell ends up coming back. Is the projections because you can't say comparisons, but the projections to your greatest show on turf with Hall of Famer Kurt Warner. And you know, Hall of Fame caliber, you know, Tory Holt and, and Isaac Bruce. It's like, you know, just historic offense led by Mike Martz as the offensive coordinator and, and the head coach, of, of course. Do you reject those comparisons? Premature, or do they have the potential to be as explosive no, and I, sustain I, it the way you guys did? I, I, I look at it different. See, most people they, they're like, oh my God, disrespectful, premature. No, continue to make me relevant. Continue to have my name come up <laughs> That's with, with what they are That's doing right now. All right, <laughs> I'm, I'm, li I'm living in the present. As they go out and do what they do, we are the comparison, and I'm okay with them yeah. comparing us. And I don't care that we played in a different era when you could do all this different stuff. I'm like, hey, it's football. The game is evolving, and we just have to accept it for how it is. Do we know what Steve Kerr could have been? 
if he played in this era when, when he could shoot threes the way Steph's doing? We, we don't know. We had no idea. So what I'm saying is this, man, let's just accept it for what it is. These cats, they're putting up numbers, they're getting it done, and I like the comparison. It, I, I'm, I'm relevant. I'm, they're being talked I like that about. attitude. I haven't played a game since, <laughs> right. since 2005. They're talking about right. me. Right, we show your highlights. <laughs> That's right. Hey, Marshall, I'm going to put that on my office door. That's the phrase. <laughs> Continue to make me relevant, okay? That, that, that's that's a motif Thank you. to live by. But you talk about, you know, being the MVP of the league in 2000. And, and in 2000, you know, a running back is the MVP. You were a runner. You, you were a receiver. And running backs were drafted highly uh, in the early 2000s. Now that position is looked at differently. I just wonder how does some how does someone like you view the running back position? Do you agree with the devaluing in a sense that the league has put on 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 running backs? See, I don't think the league has done it. I think it's just it's what you have to have in today's league. Back when we played, if a Barry Sanders got hurt, the Lions were trash. If an Emmitt Smith held out, the Cowboys were trash. If a Marcus Allen didn't show up, the Raiders or the Chiefs were trash. And now what teams are doing is we got to have the next guy ready. That's not acceptable anymore. And 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 it, it, it's moved into just about every position except quarterback. But I'm telling you, it's coming. There's going to be the day where a team has, they're, they're going to be subbing quarterbacks. Okay, we got our running quarterback, we got our passing quarterback, and we can win with both. It's, it's the evolution of the game. There's too much money in the game right now for you to say, if you lose one player, you can't win. We won a court. We won a Super Bowl with the backup quarterback. Right. Let's let's be real. Who, who turned into, I mean, a Hall of Famer. So it's just not acceptable. The position is in the value. Now, I'm going to be real. These young kids, they're going to college. And, and what they're doing is they're allowing the running back by committee. When you decide you want to play as a freshman and there's a junior who's been waiting and now you got a split time with the freshman, the junior, and a sophomore, you come into the league sharing carries, sharing touches. And I don't think there's a lot of young backs that's in the league right now who could actually play and carry the ball 30 times and play 50, 60 plays a game. They're all coming out. They're devaluing themselves because guess what they want? They want longevity. They're playing the long game. If I can play 12 years making $10 million a year, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering, okay, what's the hardest part about that? You've done it. You've carried the ball 30 times a game. You've, you've been a, well, a, a it's, it's what, what are you? What's the, what's the, what's the, what's the what are you playing for? It's, it's what are you playing for? Like, I, I wanted to be on the field. I want to be on the damn field. There ain't nobody coming in. Hey, coach, said, coach ain't seen you in. I, I can do this. <laughs> you, you that listen. That that's why I played first, second, and third down. And when they needed me, when instead of putting in the receiver, oh no, I can do that too. Hey man, this this business is about the more you can do. What's the number one ability? Availability. You got to be available if you want to be great in this game. Um. Somebody who struggled with his availability the last couple of years, Christian McCaffrey, who some have likened to the closest thing to a modern day version of of yourself. Uh, understand you've kind of, you know, he's picked your brain, especially as he goes into a, 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 a stretch of his career where you really took off uh, around the same time in your career, the midpoint of your career, where mm -hmm. you really became, 
you know, uh, just a different, a different uh, weapon altogether. What have you told Christian McCaffrey about how to take care of himself and preserve himself and stay on the field more than he's been able to the last couple of years? I, I told him the workouts that he did at 18, 19, and 20 is not good for a 25, 26-year-old body. I, I, I told him, um, I, I literally gave him my practice schedule and, and, and how, how I went about practice, how do you get ready for games? How do you preserve your body, the things that you do to make sure that your legs are ready and that your mind is sharp? And, and, and we just talked about um, just different ways to train, different things to do. And, and I don't want to call it load managing because it's not really that, but, but you have to practice smarter. Not, it's not just practicing harder, but you have to practice smarter and make sure you take the relevant reps, the ones and, and, and the mental reps is, 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 is definitely there. And I just thought you got to watch more film. You got to do more studying. And um, he took to it, man. He's a he's astute. Um, I, I, I love I love where he is right now. And he understands that the questions about his availability has been questioned and more than anything, these young guys, they don't do a lot of reaching out. He reached out. He, he reached out. He was like, hold on, wait. That guy played the game like me. Let me get the information. As you guys know, a lot of these young cats, they just want to go to Google. They won't, they're not, they're not, they won't reach out. And I, I like the fact that he actually reached out and we have a rapport. And I was able to give him some nuggets to help him for the rest of his career. Let me ask you this. Uh, if talking about weapon. I look at you and I don't even see a running back or wide receiver. I see just a weapon, right? Ultimate weapon. Football Maybe the NFL football player, right? Maybe the NFL's best football player on offense at least or or just weapon would be uh, you know, the wide back that is Debo Samuel. Um, I love to know what you think of how the Niners used him, what you think of his skill set, but if he were to reach out and ask you about how to approach, I mean he's you know, showing up for mandatory stuff, but we know at one point Reportedly wanted out. Definitely wants a new contract. What would, what kind of advice would you give him about his situation in San Francisco? Um, just take care of the business. Uh, you you have to take care of the business off the field before you take care of the business on the field. And and here's the thing. I understand what he meant to his team, and and how they used him. And for a wide receiver to do with how they use him, that's a short life. You know that that's that's a short life. So so I, I need a little bit more. I I, I need to make. This this wide receiver money, it's up there right now, and I want to be I want to be in that conversation because that's what I am to my team. Now, as far as on the field, you just can't take shots. You know, hey, you can't run over everybody. In, in in every football player, you can only there's a there's an amount of hits that you can take before you can't take any more hits, and 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 you don't want to you don't want to be dishing out hits just for nothing. And you know, you don't have to play the game like that. Play the game. Play the game with your head by by not using your head. Uh, I'm I'm not planning to take to any uh, football fields anytime soon, Marshall. But I do want to ask you now. You piqued my interest. Just give me one. Just give me one uh, example or one exercise to preserve one's legs to extend the career. Uh, what what did Marshall Falk do? Well, what does Marshall Falk advise? It's, it's, to, it's, just to keep the thing going as long as possible. It's it's not just an exercise. Um, it, it's a routine that you do. Understanding that um, in practice, uh, what reps to take, um, the mental reps, uh, making sure that uh, on certain days when you're doing red zone, you 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 take the reps when the ball's coming to you. When you're the decoy, somebody else can run the decoy route. 
You, you, you have to manage what you do. And, 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 and the cold plunge afterwards, you might think you don't need it, but you need to do it before you need it so you don't need it for a longer time. Um, making sure that, 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 that your people think massage is nah, let's go stretch, get into the Pilates. Your body needs to be a little bit more pliable. As you get older, as you guys see, you probably used to be able to touch your toes. Now you can touch your ankles. Now it's your shin. Then it's your D. <laughs> you lose your body. Loses. I thought, it, I thought it was just me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> man. I kind of okay. <laughs> sure. Hey, you're, you're too close. You're too close now. You're too close to home now, Marshall. Just to, I'm just telling you, man. And, and you got to pay attention to those things. You you really do. Uh, that that those Mondays or, the, or those Tuesdays off. You got You got to get in the training room. You got to You got to get your soft tissue muscles. You got to get all that stuff worked on. Even when it's not hurting. You have to get it worked on if you want to play long. Hey, um, not sure how much you keep in touch with your your, your first quarterback um, uh, or, or your earlier quarterback, I should say, the other Hall of Famer you play with in Peyton Manning. You've obviously transitioned exceptionally well to your post career. Peyton's doing his thing in the television space. Talk that he could join this new Broncos ownership group in an advisory uh, capacity. Uh, what do you think about Peyton in the front office? It, it, it will be interesting to me. Um, you know, Peyton is a amazing businessman. Obviously, we know when it comes to football where that mind is. But but it requires a certain something to actually run a team and do the things that's necessary. And what he's never going to do is put himself in a position that he cannot succeed. If you understand the Mannings, that's just what they do. And Peyton uh-huh. is, is, is the best at it. I, I think that with the right tutelage and he's going to he's going to make sure that he's mentored and he has the resources before he takes the take the take the helm. I, I think with the mind that he has um, as he orchestrated on the football field and put people in positions to win, he can do the same thing um, in the front office. I, I think it's there yeah. for him. Yeah. Hey, speaking of business, uh, last thing, man, because, you know, Marshall, you and I have known each other for a long time. Marshall Falk was, and his family, was good to me. Kid out of college, also from New Orleans, of course, covering Super Bowl 36, and I remember doing this big feature on Marshall Falk uh, coming home to New Orleans in the Super Bowl, as, as I did as a reporter. But I think about you at Carver, I think about you at San Diego State, and then I look at the, the landscape of, of today's college athlete that you just referenced earlier, how they do things differently at the running back position in, in particular, uh, you know, look playing a long game. The name, image, and likeness era that we in right now, man. And we just saw, I think, uh, Tops and Fanatics, I believe. Hope I got that right. Just did a, a trading card deal with college athletes. Uh, wondering just when you look at the name, image, and likeness, and 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 not just the the boom that it is for the players finally getting something more than just crumbs, um, but also even just the controversy that it's caused among some of the older school coaches or some of the people who don't feel like. There's not enough control around this landscape. Just what are your thoughts on this era as we see it now, but also what you could have done if anything like that was around when you were balling out at San Diego State with the Aztecs? Yeah, man, I'll address to what I could have done. Um, there's a little envy there, but I'm so happy yeah. for the kids. I, I, I think that, you know, it, it's just great. And and, and I, 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 I used to explain to people, just think about it. A suburban kid who went to a Catholic high school gets a scholarship. A kid from the ghetto gets a scholarship. We go to the same school under the same scholarship. 
my family's not sending me money. His family's sending him money. It's not the same scholarship. Mm. It's different. It looks mm. different. And so not being able to use your name, image, and likeness, it, it, it really hurt a lot of players. And, and, and it caused players to possibly make some poor decisions with agents and stuff like that. Or even, um, who, who was it? Was it Terrell Pryor with the tattoos and to help his mom yeah. pay the rent? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. let's, let's be right. real what the man is trying to do. But, but the monopoly is, is, is actually being put in check which is the NC2A. Let's be, is the, the, the monopoly, the racketeering of, of, of the amateur sports is, uh, it was, it was tested. It is being tested with the NIL. And so, you know, I think that, I think that the landscape and what it has done to football on, on the other end is, um, it's leveled in the playing field. A Texas yeah. A&M can do what Alabama has been doing. I mean, here, here's, here's the reality. And, and I'm just telling you, yes, I can go compete at Alabama against another five-star. But if I can go to Texas A&M or Texas or any other school and compete against a four-star or three-star and start and then get to the league the same way, I'm going to do that. You got to give me a reason to come to Alabama. To come to Alabama. Just, just I'm from the South. I ain't going to Alabama. Word. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Like right. I'm, I'm, I'm just being real. I ain't, I'm not going to Ole Miss. No, <laughs> you, right. you're not getting me to go there. So why would I? Why would I? That's real talk. That's real talk, right there. Right. Why would Which, I? You I mean, have to give me a reason we, to come. Hey, listen. Um, we didn't give you a reason other than just some love, man. Thank you for showing us love for coming on That's our right. show, man. We look like, like this was this is priceless. Marshall Falk holding it down for the Axe Effect interview of the week, man. Thank you. We can talk to you all day, but we're going to let you go. Thank you for the time, brother. All good. Continue to make me relevant. I love that was that was a highlight of our week right there. (laughs) You want to talk about it? I'd talk about it with anybody. Yeah, no problem at any time, but uh, but they're not. I'm just expressing myself. And uh, I think we all as Americans have the right to express ourselves, especially if you're being respectful. I'm being respectful. I just asked a simple question. Really, did I? Let's get right down to it. What did I ask? A simple question. Why are we not looking into those things? If we're going to talk about it. Why are we not looking into those things? Because it's kind of hard for me to say I can realistically look at it. I see the images on TV. People's livelihoods are being destroyed. Businesses are being burned down. No problem. And then we have a dust up at the Capitol. Well, there's nothing burned down. And we're not going to talk about it. We're going to make that a major deal. I just think it's kind of two standards. And if we apply the same standard and we're going to be reasonable with each other, let's have a discussion. That's all it was. Let's have a discussion. We're Americans. Let's talk it through. I'm for I'm for us you know, having a great opportunity to have a fulfilled life. Um, like I said, every way, every which way I can, when I'm here, it's about love and respect. Jack Del Rio told on himself by doubling down on that dumbass tweet. 
He told exactly yeah, what he thinks you know about what? this country and about black people. And the last thing I'll say, Michael, is if he's entitled to his opinion, I'm entitled to mine. And in my opinion, if the NFL is actually serious about its image, if it's actually serious about somewhat possibly coming close to atoning to its sins against Colin Kaepernick and those that dare to protest against police brutality against black people, if you want to put in racism in the end zone and it takes all of us, Jack Del Rio should be writing a check for a big ass fine, if not suspended for himself, because that's inflammatory, problematic, offensive language that he used, and he is representing not only an NFL organization, but the National Football League, and that cannot go unpunished what he just said. So Jack Del Rio had the right to express himself, and Ron Rivera had the right to fine him six figures. Um, Ron Rivera said many of the right things in his statement, which I'll read momentarily. Derek Johnson at NAACP had called for Del Rio's job in the last couple yeah. of days. Um, yeah. Ron Rivera didn't fire him, but he fined him $100,000 and in doing so said this. This morning, I met with Coach Del Rio to express how disappointed I am in his comments on Wednesday. His comments do not reflect the organization's views and are extremely hurtful to our great community here in the DMV. Uh, we saw last night in the hearings, which were gut-wrenching, uh, what happened on the Capitol on January 6, 2021, was an act of domestic terrorism. A group of citizens attempted to overthrow the results of a free and fair election, and as a result, lives were lost and the Capitol building was damaged. Coach Del Rio did apologize, weak apology, that's my words, not uh, Rivera's, uh, for his comments on Wednesday, and he understands the distinction between the events of that dark day and peaceful protests, which are a hallmark of our democracy. He does have the right to voice his opinion as a citizen of the United States, and it most certainly is his constitutional right to do so. However, words have consequences, and his words hurt a lot of people in our community. I want to make it clear that our organization will not tolerate any equivalency between those who demanded justice in the wake of George Floyd's murder and the actions of those on January 6th who sought to topple our government. Now, here's the good part. That was good, but here's the good part. After reflecting on the situation and circumstances, I've decided to find Coach Del Rio $100,000, which the team will donate to the United States Capitol Police Memorial Fund. I feel strongly that after our conversation this morning, he will have a greater understanding for the impact of his language and the values that our team stands for. I doubt, even after he maybe watched the hearing last night, I doubt that Jack Del Rio has a greater understanding in general. Because I think he spoke right. his heart the first couple of times. That's okay? right. I don't think I he think, watched I think his apology. He probably didn't watch yeah, it, Mike. He probably didn't. His apology uh, was weak uh, because he still said, I stand by my comments condemning violence in communities across the country. So he still doesn't understand how problematic his false equivalency was, even though he said it was irresponsible and negligent to call January 6th a dust up. Uh, the $100,000 is a great start. That's Jack Del Rio finding him. If Daniel Snyder had any kind of sense about him, which he doesn't, he'd find him as well. If the NFL really wanted to make a statement, they'd find him another $150,000, bring it up to about $250,000. Whatever the maximum is for conduct detrimental to the league, put that on top of the first step fine that Ron Rivera uh, hit Jack Del Rio with. Also, this organization doesn't deserve Ron Rivera. I love Ron Rivera. I root for Ron Rivera. Yeah, just a, such an odd marriage between a man of Mike. principle and that organization for which Jack Del Rio is a much more natural fit. But $100,000 Bravo Ron Rivera Jack Del Rio still doesn't get it, but at least he got fired.
Hey, my, my brother, my brother, uh, I, I, I don't know if you remember this. You probably don't because I have to be like no, I have selected I have selected memory. Selective memory. I kind of have to be the, I might, I the might. oral historian of our relationship. But um, I think it was early. We were just starting to show. Maybe we were like months into the show, and they asked us to be mm -hmm. a part of like some like media tour. Mm -hmm. And we were talking to people. We were doing we were doing interviews. People asked us questions, and it was I think maybe it was Black History Month or something like that. Yeah, they, yeah, they ran out but, all the minorities. It was like it was like a minority yeah, yeah. panel. It was one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So yeah, right. They were asking us, and, and one one guy came on. I remember it very clearly, and I I wish I had just given him the answer. Uh, but I, I wasn't thinking. Oh, I know. Enough, I, know he said, I remember this, and I know where you're going. Yep, I love it. Go ahead. No, he said. <laughs> you remember you're going. you're going to talk to any Republicans, right? Right. You remember that yeah. question? Yeah. Yeah. And what I should have said to him is like, we talk to Republicans all the time on this show. Yeah. We do. Yeah. A lot of yeah. professional athletes and coaches are Republicans. That's not yeah. the problem. The R after your name is not the problem. It's your judgment. See, I couldn't play for Jack Del Rio. Why? Not because he's clearly a right winger, because I don't trust his judgment. How could you be in DC and call that a dust up? I don't trust you, man. I don't trust that you're seeing the same thing I'm seeing. Right. So I can't right. I can't vibe with you. Right. How I know what not, you're gonna call on third down. You're not competent. <laughs> clearly, clearly, you have you no competent. sense about you. You know, like I don't, I don't is, trust is this, you. Is this is this who I want to entrust Chase Young's career to? I don't, I don't trust know. You. You no. know? Tra well Chase said. Young shouldn't trust him either. <laughs> well said. Well said. Bravo. Now hit him with another 150,000. And then I might be sad. At least.